first, first John. Well, I'll go. That's a good sign. Yeah. Also, I think Brother Keith was one. He was the first one to turn, tried this light, and it blew out, and then they got it fixed. And so I, it's it's darker up here to me for some reason. I hope only with the natural light. But anyway, uh, thank you, Brother Keith. That's that's good to know. First John, First John, first chapter to begin with, and I'm going to jump uh, to the third chapter. But uh, this first chapter of First John, in the eighth verse, I'll read three verses. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Uh, If I just stop there, uh, I don't hear, I don't hear much, many, uh, in fact, I personally, I don't think I've ever heard someone just say to me that they did not believe they had sins. They, you know, they're, they're saved eternally by the work of Christ and everything, and so I'm no longer a sinner. You know, I've never heard it, but I've heard that said, that somebody told someone, and whatever. But we're still sinners. We're saved by grace. Uh, and I'll get more into this, but we have two natures then. And it, it makes makes sense and all, but uh, so I haven't heard anyone say that they have no sin. But we, if we do say that, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. That's pretty serious. You make God a liar? And there's, there's a lot. You think if you take something uh, from God's word and, and you go that opposite direction, uh, something that uh, he has given us, uh, it makes him a liar. If we say that Jesus does not exist, then we make God a liar because it's in his word. There's a lot that comes up to, uh, up to that point of believing all of that. I know, I know that. But uh, uh, God being, uh, the Holy Ghost being involved in that with, with each of us. So if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. I start with that. Now I want to go to First uh, John chapter three. First John chapter three. Uh, uh, and and again, I I think with with in my studies and meditation and reading and everything, I don't know what what chapter, I think I started way down the line, and I kept backing up and backing up. I thought, well, I've got to stop somewhere, and it ended up in the third chapter, but uh, I want to begin with uh, the, uh, I guess I'll, I'll begin with the third verse here, and I won't go through just, I'm certainly not going to take the whole chapter, but... Please continue to pray. Uh, says, and every, well, it, it's, it's in the second verse. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now are we, that's a statement. Now are we the sons of God. That's, that's the state that we are in. The eternal sonship. And uh, that, and, and uh, I, I, I don't want to get 
distracted here, but he says in the third verse, And every man that hath this hope in him, so every man that hath this hope in him, purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Uh, now, if there was a, a period right there instead of a comma, in him purifieth, have this hope in him, purifieth himself. Now, if you just take that right there and end right there, oh, I guess I make myself holy. I sanctify myself. I save myself. I purify myself. No. But then it kind of, it throws, he throws a curve in there and says, even as he is pure. How, why am I supposed to purify myself? Why should I? Why is that necessary if I'm already pure? Um, now, we, there, there is, and I'll, I'll, I'll digress just a little bit in a moment on uh, sanctification here. We're sanctified, made holy eternally by the, son, by the, by the uh, Holy Ghost uh, when he applies the work of Christ to us. That's the time we now have the Spirit of God within us, dwelling within us, and we've been given eternal life. And that, when that uh, consumes us, when that uh, that new creature is there, it does not cast out our old nature, our our bodies and so forth. We still have both natures. Now, I started out saying, if we say we sin not, we 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 make God a liar and we deceive ourselves, so we have sin. But here it says we're pu- we're pure. Well. We are innocent by the blood of Christ and by the Holy Ghost. There is a part of us that is completely, it is ready right at this second to enter into heaven. No change. Soul, spirit. Body's got to have a change. Uh, So then we'll continue here. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. He defines sin here. Tells us what he's talking about. Uh, John does. So whoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. So we violate that. Again, that's, that's a simple concept. I don't know who would disagree with that. If we violate a law, we, we've broken that law and, and, and all. And so that is... Uh, is sin. Um, and ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. So he puts, he puts in here and, uh, uh, that we know that Jesus Christ appeared to take away our sins. We realize that. We know that. He t- and he took away our sins uh, legally. He fulfilled to the to a jot and to a tittle. He fulfilled the law, and 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 he fulfilled uh, that uh, that he his uh, promise in that eternal covenant of redemption. Jesus Christ did. Uh, so now our sins, all right, our sins are taken away. I guess we are pure. Well, in that respect, we are. Yet if we say we sin not, we deceive ourselves and we make God a liar. So it, there, there's a there's a balance here. Uh, six verse says, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Hmm. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. The first thing I would think, well, I 
whatever that is, whatever definition, I want to do that. That, okay, I want to abide in him so I sin not. Um, and that abideth is to, to stand, to stand in him, to continue in him, in Jesus Christ. Uh, and that, and I can go back to, and I believe I preached through this, this second chapter once before, but the 24th verse, the second chapter, let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. There's some work involved there in this life. Uh, I, if, if I fail to abide in him, uh, are my, all my sins, my soul and spirit then is not going to be washed still then. It's, it's going to take away all, it doesn't negate anything. That's for this life. We do sanctify ourselves, which is we set ourselves apart from the world, from the world. Oh, and there's so, such blessings in that. Uh, so whoever, whosoever abideth in him, uh, we trespass, we err not. It's a work in this life. Do we sin? Do we commit sin? Yeah. Uh, in, in, in thought, in, in, in action. Committing sins, sins of omission, things we should have done that we didn't, things we do. Uh, but we, we strive for this. Uh, abide in him. Uh, Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Now, I can set aside you know, those, either either the unregenerate, that's those that are children of God who have not been yet born again, they, don't, they have not been had that work of Christ applied to them by the Spirit of God, uh, so they're unregenerated, unregenerate. And, or those who are not children of God, certainly they're in that. Uh, whoever uh, sinneth hath not seen him, nor either neither known him. They, they won't. They won't. Uh, but, uh, but here... Uh, those uh, whoever sinneth uh, that that do not they do not abide in Him, uh, they don't see they don't discern Christ clearly. Now I spoke some about that last last Sunday, in in, in knowing the attributes of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and in in His fullness, and then of course God goes to God because Jesus is God. Jesus Christ is God, the Anointed One. Uh, but uh, they don't uh, uh, dis, uh, uh, perceive him uh, clearly. They don't know him. Uh, there are some children of God that are confused. Uh, they, they, they have been washed of their sins. Uh, they are in that group that, uh, that uh, even as they are pure, even as he is pure, but purify yourselves. And they, they strive to do that. They may have not ever heard a word of the gospel, uh, never... Maybe they don't even know a Bible exists, uh, but uh, but that's in them. Then, then they grow in, in 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 the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They grow in grace and the Spirit of God. Uh, so, uh, but I want to keep keep on uh, going here. Uh, so, whosoever abideth in Him sinneth not. That's what I want to strive to do. Now, in uh, Leviticus, the eleventh chapter. Leviticus 11 and 44. 11.44, real quickly here. It says, uh, For I am the Lord your God, 
Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy. That's the same thing John just wrote. Sanctify yourselves, uh, and uh, ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing, creep upon the earth. And he, and he goes, goes on in there, I'm the Lord, uh, uh, for I am the Lord. But sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy. Set apart. We should still do that. Um, we should set ourselves apart. And I, I find that so many times I fail to do that. There, uh, still, it boggles my mind. When people say that uh, uh, primitive Baptists, they have nothing to do. Well, they don't believe in works to get to heaven. No. Well, there are so many things. I, and and I, I do, I barely get by when I'm physically feeling fantastic and all, nothing distracting me. But when something like that happens and it seems like I, I just get... A, into a state of chaos and so forth. But I continue, we have to strive to sanctify ourselves in this life. It's to set ourselves apart. Don't be like the world. That's not, uh, you, you know, you, it's, this, is, this is scripture that we're, we're not to do that. Set ourselves apart from that. In Second Chronicles, the 29th chapter, the 5th verse, as I head back to the New Testament here, and said unto them, Hear me, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves, and sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers, and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. I know this is to the priesthood here, the Levites, the priests, and, and all. But we are to set ourselves apart, and that, that's a, a constant work. We have so much to do. I'm thankful, and I've mentioned this before, that we can strike off anything eternal that we, that has been done. It's accomplished. And so we don't have that. Now we can concentrate on this. And it is a constant work. Whether it be, and it's, it's not, you know, I, and, I, and I've said this before in different places, but it, it is when I am among God's people, wherever that may be, uh, gathered together as the church, and the church is gathered together all over the world right now, and they do. Uh, but uh, when when we it's, it seems uh, it's, it's easy. Then I'm looking at all these wonderful examples to me on how I should sanctify myself, uh, and and so uh, and I, and I'm here. Okay, I'm feeling good and feel feel the the presence of the Lord and everything, and but. I tell you what, we need him to bless us to do that, to set ourselves apart in thought and in our heart and in our actions and in our words, even here in this place. It says, uh, and also sanctify now yourselves and sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers. We set that apart. Now, I know we gather together. We are the church. If we gathered across the street and the park, then uh, as the church, we would be the church. Uh, but 
I'll just take this opportunity to uh, to uh, exhort you and encourage you. You know, this we've been blessed with this physical uh, structure here uh, uh, from uh, uh, many years ago, uh, and it takes a lot of upkeep. Now, y'all know about that. Uh, uh, poor Brother Tim is on the phone the last two years uh, talking to, to the insurance company, trying to get stuff fixed and bids and all that mess and all because uh, storms and freezes and all that, it takes a lot of work. But uh, So I know that. But we're blessed with this, uh, and uh, we should take uh, uh, so we should give God some reverence uh, in sanctifying the house of the Lord God of our fathers. House of the God. And you know, I could bring it right down and think, well, what what examples and all? But let's bring if I uh, certainly I should not uh, go back there and be throwing trash everywhere. I should if I spill something, I should clean it up. This is the house of God Almighty, and we should do that. We should revere Him in that. Let's notice those things. Uh, let's see. Let's take care of this and take care in that. Uh, and, and God will bless us even in those minor, minute things. Uh, but uh, And, and uh, we set ourselves, we sanctify ourselves. Uh, uh, I know that putting this suit and tie on and so forth does not make me a preacher. It does not cause me to be blessed, I don't think, any better. But, uh, when, and if all I had uh, was just uh, some jeans and a T-shirt, I'd come to church uh, if that's all I had. But we are to sanctify ourselves, revere God, even in our attire, in our appearance. Uh, I believe that gives glory to God. That's what little that we can do in this life uh, for Him in sanctifying ourselves. That's just part of it. That's just part of it. Uh, uh, Do we revere God, this almighty, powerful, but merciful, loving, compassionate God, whatever little thing that I can do uh, to revere him and to show that reverence and that glory, acknowledge his glory, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Now, in Galatians, the fifth chapter of Galatians, uh, the, grab this real quick and go back to 1 John. 16th verse, Galatians chapter 5. Paul says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So there, there's another little instruction, a little thing we can put on our to-do list. If I want that to happen, uh, okay, how do, if we reverse it, okay, how do I uh, not fulfill the lust of the flesh? Well, walk in the Spirit. And so really, we're going to bring this all together here, Lord willing, here back in uh, 1 John 3. As I continue, the seventh verse says, uh, Little children, let no man deceive you, which means there are those trying to deceive us. Let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness, okay, so let's see, who who is he talking about? He's talking about someone, he or she, that doeth righteousness. So So we can do righteousness. We can do righteousness here. Okay, what does that mean as he continues? He that doeth righteousness is righteous. And, uh, said that, uh, 
that we're to purify he pur- him, pur- purifieth himself even as he is pure. We do with righteousness because we are righteous, already having that work of Christ applied to us, applied to us, even as he is righteous. We see the manifestation of the Spirit of God within us and that we are children of God, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, and all we manifest that in doing righteousness. If people think we don't have something to do, they're just completely wrong because it's constant. It's constant. I'll confess again to you that my first action, my first response to everything is from my, my human nature, not my spiritual nature. If I react to something out of nowhere, uh, the first thing, uh, it ha- I, I draw on my natural, my, my human nature. I don't think, wait a minute, let me relax a minute, wait, hold my tongue, moderation, go to the Word of God. No, if I just thought about that for a while, the, whatever it is would pass, but that's not me. Uh, it says uh, in, the eighth, uh, in the eighth verse, now, and, and, and so far we've talked about, you know, remember where I started in First John 1, he that saith he sin not, sinneth not, uh, deceives himself and, and uh, makes God a liar. And also we've talked about sin and, and, and the transgression of the law. And we're leading up to the, to the ninth verse here. But in, he says, He that committeth sin is of the devil. Uh, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. Now I'll stop, stop there because uh, there's a completely different thought in the, in the wrap-up of that verse. But this is not talking about being that there are children of God and then children of the devil. No, that's, that's called a heresy called seed, uh, two-seedism, two-seedism. We don't believe in that. Uh, so that's not, it's that, that, I tell you what, when we call upon our, when we react uh, in, in our human nature, our old nature, then it shows that manifestation there, it appears that we are of the devil, not of God, not of God. Sin is, uh, he that committeth sin is of the devil. Well, I don't want that. I don't want that. Now, I know that I'm pure. I know that I'm righteous. I just read that. But yet, okay, I still purify myself, and I still do righteousness. Well, I don't have to do that. I'm already righteous. I don't have to earn anything, work for it. I don't have to uh, accomplish the law or anything. But no, I mean, we are righteous, but we still commit sin. That's what he's talking about here. Uh, now, I love this next uh, sentence in this verse 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He appeared that he might destroy the works of the devil. That he might destroy the works of the devil. He came and, and did that. He, he, he puts that, uh, puts that uh, in there. Uh, just like uh, the, the verse, verse 5. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. He's taken them away. Oh, but we still commit them. Yes. You can get really confused with this, and or, or I don't, I don't know. I'm not even going to worry with this. But it's it's important. It's important. 
uh, for this. But I love that he puts that, John puts that in there. The Apostle Paul was that way in, in his writings that, uh, and I know it's an inspired word of God, but he would just, he'd be covering something and then just put something in there that just kind of brings you back down to the, uh, or I should say, lifts you up uh, to heaven. He reminds you what you're standing on. Uh, Apostle Paul would be reaming someone out, some church or something, and then he'd put in there something that would just, just he loved them. Uh, he, he, Paul gave up everything. Uh, so anyway, so now the next verse. Uh, whosoever is born of God. So, okay, who is, whosoever is born of God. That's who we're talking about. So if I'm trying to figure out, okay, am I born of God? It says, well, uh, whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Oh, well, should I just mark out the first chapter of 1 John? Those eight, ninth, and tenth verses. No, he said we deceive ourselves if we say we don't commit sin. But whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. We have this new nature within us, the Spirit of God, this new life, the eternal life. That does not. If I go back to what I said at the very beginning. That our soul and spirit, it, they, it is ready to be in heaven right now. That means there's no change. There's no cleaning up. There's no fixing it. There's no confession to make take the next step. It's ready right now. If that's the case, then it cannot be sinful. It cannot commit sin. It does not. What we have to battle is our body, our outward man, uh, and we battle that. Uh, so if you if you and, and there's there's so many nuances to this uh, whoever whosoever is born of God uh, if you say well doth, doth not commit sin at all that person in its entirety in his entirety does not commit sin that's not true we commit sin he just told us that and we're to abide in Christ uh, so that we that uh, whoever abideth in him sinneth not that so what we strive to do. Lean, lean in to that inner man. Lean into that inner man. In everything, I mean everything. Things get frustrating at work and out in the world, on the freeways. It's, it's hard. <coughs> it's hard. My, my human nature comes out. But uh, some people say, well, we don't continue in sin. Now, how are you going to word this? And, and show, but but uh, you, you have to put all of these verses together to get the meaning of this. We do commit sin, but we're pure. But we, we, we need to, he says, we need to purify ourselves, sanctify ourselves, but we're sanctified. Uh, the gospel saves us, but only those who are saved. You know, you could, uh, and so... But we understand, we understand this, I, I hope, for, for the most part. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. It's there. You're not going to lose that. You're not going to lose that new nature if you, I should say if, when you commit a sin, when, I won't say if, but uh, uh, you're still pure, you're still righteous, that soul and spirit. It causes us to want to do better, causes us to uh, uh, to let that therefore abide in you which you've heard from the beginning otherwise we wouldn't we wouldn't care and 
Uh, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. You can go back to verse 4 and see what is sin. It's a transgression of the law. We err. Uh, we, we break the law, violate the law. <clears throat> then the 10th verse says, uh, In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil... Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of uh, doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. And he gets into this love toward one another. Uh, but we still have the two natures, and that's how you have to look. There's always prisms and these these uh, glasses we have to look through. I tell you all the time, we need to look at everything. Read the God, the scripture through uh, the sovereignty of God. If we think, oh my goodness, he did this to these people. This is physically and all, and kills people and punishes them and, and all. But this is God, the sovereign, sovereign God. Now, in uh, Romans chapter 2, the uh, this is speaking of the Gentiles, but which we are, but 14th verse. For when the Gentiles... Which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law. So they don't have the law. The Jews had the law. Gentiles didn't. But when by nature, just they just do it, when, uh, when uh, by, uh, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, those people, are a law unto themselves. And the sentence continues, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. It's written in their hearts. They didn't have the law. They weren't given the the law. They weren't given the Ten Commandments. And and, uh, they didn't observe the law itself. But by nature, that's because they had the law written in their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts. uh, The meanwhile, accusing or else excusing one another. So they had the law written in their hearts just by their nature. Their, what nature? They're children of God. They didn't exhibit. They called them heathens, uh, the uncircumcised. Uh, this manifested, they think, no, they are children of God. They did not identify with sin and with the devil. They were abiding in Christ. They didn't, they didn't even, uh, mentally, in, in their mind, they didn't know Christ. Uh, so, uh, if I can find it, uh, I may not. No, I won't waste time with that. So, we don't, in, in this life, uh, our soul and spirit, who, who, Right now, longs to be with God. That's the one that has. That's the part of us that has a compassion uh, for others, and that's brotherly love. That's brotherly love, and 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 God in His Word goes a lot into that. Uh, but uh, uh, so we should strive. Let's 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 strive to purify ourselves. If I, this is a perfectly good uh, if I made New Year's resolutions, but, uh, uh, but to purify ourselves, sanctify ourselves, uh, set ourselves apart, 
but continue to abide in him. He dwells in us. Uh, Jesus Christ is within us. And that's our strength, our hope. He is our surety. Stand upon that, but continue to abide or stand in him in this life because we will be in heaven in mortal glory. May God bless and keep you is my prayer. We will sing a song now.